Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to the show, Minister Desiree. Good evening, Miss Patricia. How are you this evening? Very well, very well, thank you. And I do apologize. I do so apologize. Um oh, no for that, that brief pause that we had. I want to tell our listening audience that um Minister Desiree is a wise mother, grandmother, inspirational speaker, teacher of the Bible. She's dedicated her life to helping others. By showing them that there is a better way to live and how to walk in this Christian journey. She is also a host on the Blog Talk Radio platform, and she has been doing this for the past three years or more. Also, she hosts a prayer teleconference called Warriors of God, the acronym W-O-G. And she has a book that is available um, on Amazon.com called uh, Devotion Cafe, Taste of the Word. So we want to welcome you again, I'm Minister Desiree, and first and foremost, um, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to come and be on the show, and um, we are hoping and praying that everything that is shared today will basically be for the edification of those who will come by uh, while the show is broadcasting, those who will join us later, those who will join us in the archives that wherever this is streamed, that someone will come and find a taste of God in the conversation. So I want to thank you um, for that uh, book title. I love that. And definitely the cover, having a taste of God, is always a good thing. I'll taste and see that the Lord is good. That it is. um, Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And... uh, I got read some more into your bio that I'm not um, sharing because I'm going to let you share wherever you feel let's share. But overall, um, one of the questions that I would like to ask you uh, before you go into talking more about your book is that I noticed that in your testimony that the experience that you had with Christ basically started out at an early age uh, through family and everything, and then there was what I would call a hiatus. Uh, from his presence, and basically then you came back to Christ um, right. after you had uh, that moment 
of being out in the world and, and seeing what the world was about and then discovering that that was not the place for you. Right. Well, so, how does um, that mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so with with that in mind, one of the things that um, really is, is an age-old question, I mean, it, it dates all the way back to the Bible because you see people come to Christ and then they turn away from the faith. And um, as a believer and as someone who is interested in the kingdom of God as well, is that what is it that we need to do to close the gap for our young people? You know, as they accept Christ, and they really don't understand what this walk and this journey is about when they accept Christ. Um, do you have any particular thoughts on that as to how the church, how we as um, members of the body of Christ can close that gap so that our children don't go out into the world? You know, not all of our children go out into the world, but for those, you know, who are on the fringes of going out into the world, what's missing? What's, what's missing in the message? Well, I believe one of the things that, and I can only go by my own personal lifestyle, and what I believe what was missing uh, in the body of Christ, and that is um, when a person wants to become born again, we don't teach them and tell them that they must change their lifestyle. When my, and in the book, um, my biography talks a lot about me being growing up in the church, and that's how my parents raised us is in the church. And I just thought as long as I was going to church and, my mom was taking me that I can get into heaven on my own on my mom's coattail. But little did I know that once I got into church and started listening to the sermons, I saw a whole lot of these and thous and what you couldn't do and what you can't do. And so because I saw all of those in the Bible, I did not understand it. And see, and this is what happens in churches of America today. When people don't get any type of teaching, then they become confused it becomes frustrating for them. It's like you're trying to ride a bicycle. If no one's going to show you how to ride a bicycle, you're going to get on that thing and you're going to become frustrated to the point that you're going to give up. And that's what I did. I gave up. I ran away from God because I just couldn't deal with it. I wasn't learning anything. Nobody was showing me anything. And so I went out in the world and I did my own thing. I got into a lot of um sexual um, relationships that I should not have gotten into. I tried drugs. I tried um, I tried prostitution. I tried a lot of things that out here that most people would not have tried. You know, I did, I stole. I, I, I did everything that I could do to get away, and I tried so many things. You know, I, I hung out with people that were not right for me. And, and so one thing my mom never did was keep bashing me with the word of God. She continued to pray for me. And so one day uh, I was in a situation where I was literally near rape with several different men. And so from that particular point, I made up my mind crying that night, and I I woke up high on drugs and did not know where I was. And I was like, Lord, if you can get me out of this situation, I promise you I'll come back to you. Because I remember hearing my mom's words telling me that you can run from God all you want as long as you want. But if he's already called you, you have to come back. And so I heard my mother's words echoing in my in my head. And I came back. But this time when I came back to God, I was like, Lord, this time when I come back, I want you to tell me what your word says. See, I don't want nobody preaching to me anymore, telling me what God's word says 
and so they can tell me how to apply it to my life. Because what we do in the church, we just preach, but we don't teach. You got to tell me how to apply. If I, if you tell me I can't do fornication and people who commit that type of sin is going to hell, then you got to tell me how I'm going to deal with it by being a single woman with all these emotions in my body that God gave me. But see, that wasn't ever taught. So I, I, I came back to God to get that teaching. But then when I came back to God to get that teaching, I saw where I went to my leadership, and I happened to mention to my leadership about my sins that I was doing. Now, when I told my mom, my mom was like, well, Des, you did not have to tell the leadership your sins. Well, see, I'm a firm believer that you're going to take God's word 100%, or you might as well not even read it at all. And in the Bible, it talks about if you find your brother or sister in sin, you are to confront them. And so the young man who I had this affair with while being in church, and I know a lot of people saying, what, you were a child of God and have an affair in church? Yeah, I did. I'm not, a prou- I'm not proud of it, but I went to my leadership and told them what I did. And what happened was, to make a long story short, they took all the ministries that I was over underneath of me. They took them away from me. And so I understood that. I knew that was going to happen. I, I, did, I didn't put up no fuss or anything. But they didn't do anything for the young man. And from that point on, I told God, I said, never again will I put my trust in man. Now I question leadership 100%. If I see anything going wrong in leadership, I question. I know people might say, oh, well, you know, you're just out to get after leadership. Nope. I'm going to make them stand God's word. And that's what I do. So how did the book come about? The book came about because of the problems that I went through. And one of the challenges that I see in not only in America's churches, but in my own church, we have the same problem still today. People will come to the altar, and within a month, the very ones that were at the altar to give their lives to Christ are no longer there. And the reason they're not there is because no one taught them. Not to say that my church wasn't teaching, but see, you the pastor can only do but so much. He has to give the message, but it's up to the laity to disciple them. And when people are not disciple and they become frustrated, overwhelmed, they will leave God's word and say, you know what, I don't have time for this. Let me go back to the norm because the norm is what they understood. So that's how the book came about. And in the book I talk a lot about my own personal self. I teach people how to apply God's word. When God says, don't gloat after someone, when somebody does something, we have a tendency to gloat after, oh, you got what you deserve. Do you not know that when you gloat over someone, when God put his, put his wrath on them and you gloat on top of it, God will remove his hands off of that individual? This is why the church sits back and says, well, how come it seems like the rich keep getting richer? Stop gloating. When you see their downfall, don't don't laugh at it. Pray for them. Because the moment you start gloating, God's going to remove his hands off of them. But this is not taught in churches because we don't have time to teach people. We have to teach people how to apply God's word. And that is what I do in the book, is teach them how to apply it to their lives. So if they want to get a copy of the book, they can get a copy on Amazon.com. It's been out there since August the 24th, 2011. And when I first did it, I was like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to go because you want me to be very personal. And I'm like, I don't know how people are going to look at it. 
You know, because who want to listen to anyone who call themselves a Christian, but yet they found themselves in sin? This is why the Bible says that there is not one just, not one, because none of us are just. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin. This is why we have to ask for repentance, and we have to repent every day. Every day I have to repent of the sins I do and the sins I don't do. So they can find a copy of the book on Amazon.com. The book is only $10. I do charge a lot for it because I want people to have it. I also, even on my website, I do it once a month. If a person really would like a copy of the book but they just can't afford it, all they have to do is send me an email and explain to me that they can't afford it, and I'll and I'll buy the book for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I want to uh, really you know commend you for being transparent, um, and I believe that that's one of the things that um, we sorely need in the body of Christ is uh, people who are willing to be transparent because the Bible clearly tells us that we overcome by the word of our testimony in the blood of the Lamb. And it's through our testimonies that people who come to Christ, babes that come to Christ, can see that God is going to see them through. Surely if they saw um, your life and saw what God has done in your life and what God is doing currently in your life, then that is encouragement enough to someone who is who is struggling in the same areas that you've been struggling, you know, that you struggled in, basically, prior to coming back to Christ. And even, like you said, once you came back to church. I mean, it's not a novel thing. It's not a new thing. Right. There, you know, are so many people who are, quote, unquote, um, under the um, umbrella of Christianity, basically wearing the label on the outside, but not really having him in their heart, and it allows them to, what I, what I call, perpetrate, right. you know, in the child. And so then you have these um, people who will prey on that, people who will uh, take advantage of that, and in that particular moment in time, not being cognizant of the effect of that sin on the rest of the body. Because it's impossible, it's absolutely impossible. There's um, um, a passage, and um, forgive me for not being able to go straight to it, but there's a passage, and I was studying um, about uh, the heart, and that's something that I, I talk about and I teach about as well. It's about the heart, but it's like sitting down and basically taking a plate and eating your own heart and eating mm-hmm. the hearts of other people when you basically trip up somebody who is following after Christ. Mm. You know, that we are going to be held accountable, that, you know, the blood is going to be on our hands. It's going to be required of us. But then there is also um, that whole ability to turn it around, you know, because God is a God of a turnaround. You know, people, you know, say God is a God of a second chance, and yes, he is, you know. And and so I like to say on top of that that he is a God of a turnaround because you can be in the midst of chaos, and all you got to do is turn. You know, just just make the turn. Just make that turn. So um, I'm, I'm grateful that you made that turn. And, you know, I, I pray that, you know, now that you've turned and those that God has sent for you to minister to, because we've all been assigned 
different people. You know, it's like your testimony. Um, you should talk about things and reach people that I couldn't reach. Right. And that's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, because he comes in and he takes us there and he makes us and he molds us and he shapes us and he forms us and then he polishes us up and then people look at you and think like, (laughs) you know, looking at your photographs and everything, like, you know, can't trace that by looking at you. No. But when you open your mouth and you speak and you say, this is where I was and this is what God Mm -hmm. did, this is how God brought me out, then people can truly relate that to your book. And when you talk about, you know, um, having a taste of the word, because that that is a taste of the word. Because looking at what someone was and seeing what someone is and what someone is becoming is what it is all about. So, um, oh, in your book, yes. So, um, I believe that um, in in your testimony and just in what you're talking about, I just pray that people will come and you know donate um, to your cause of you know handing out Bibles and um, to people and and you know just getting behind your vision. So, um, I want to have you talk about you know your website where they can go and uh, find your Donate uh, button for Devotion Cafe, Inc. Okay. Well, um, as far as the website, it is Desiree, that's D-E-S-I-R-A-Y-L, at WordPress.com. As far as them making a donation, I set it up with my power of attorney in order to do it by, by email. By this way, this will keep not just the spammers out, so I don't get too much spam, but it will also be a record for those who donate because most of the time we have so many um, organizations that are out here, and my power attorney set it up this way, that if you do it by uh, PayPal, well, my bank manager told me to do it by PayPal, and it makes pretty good sense because when you set it by PayPal, they get a record. Once they make a donation, they get an email sent to them to their email address, so they can use it for their tax purposes. By this way, they don't have to say, oh, well, I donated money, but I don't know where the money is going to the ministry at. You know, No, that's not going to be the case because you donate to the Devotion Cafe. You Immediately, you get an email that has your name, the donation that you made, what time you made it, and your confirmation number. So when you go to do your taxes, you can write it off as a tax write-off. So if anyone would like to make a donation, which I am accepting them, you, they can go to the website. And my email address is sentforroses, that's S-C-E-N-T, the number four, at roses, R-O-S-E-S, at yahoo.com. And all they have to do is just put in the subject line, donation. The moment they put that, I will send them the link, and then they can go ahead and make their their donations. You know, so far I, I just thank God because – when the Lord spoke to me about doing this ministry, doing this ministry of this God-sized thing of sending Bibles out, I was overwhelmed. I didn't know where I was going to start, who do I talk to, or anything. But little did I know, I have a cousin who is a CPA, so that helped me out great. Little did I know that my bank manager was a born-again Christian. He's helping me out. He's sending me local businesses. That is that he know of that will sponsor and donate to help get these Bibles into people's hands in my community, and so 
I was like, now I have to go to the tax department because you got to do all of this legal document, and because the and because man is not going to want you to hand out Bibles to people, but we have to hand the Word of God out to people because what Devotion Cafe is all about is giving people God's Word, giving them hope. Because if you ever looked at a person when you were in the grocery store or in the marketplace. You look at their faces, and most of the people we see don't have hope. When a person is lost without hope, they will do drastic things. They will do things they normally wouldn't do. They don't, this is why the level of suicide is so high in America, because people don't see no hope. They see no hope for their circumstances. They see no hope for their future. They don't see hope, so they figure, why should I continue living? But the word of God is our hope. And that is what the Devotion Cafe is built on, reaching those who don't see hope. When tragedy comes their way, the Devotion Cafe will be there for those who have tragedy. If they're in a place where I I, I need my light bill paid or I'm homeless, I need a place to live, or I'm in a transition home, the Devotion Cafe can hook up with other government organizations to get them the place and the things that they need. And not too many nonprofit organizations will do that because they rather pawn you off on somebody else. I don't get a dime for this. It's only one person working there, and that's me. I don't get a dime from it. That's why I just said I want to be a nonprofit because I don't want to make money off of it. I don't want to make money off of doing God's work. Because I love doing God's work, and I love showing people and teaching people about God's love. So that's how they can get in contact with me at the Devotion Cafe, right on the website. They can even Google it, and I'll be the only one. That's the beauty of it. They can Google Devotion Cafe, and I, and I believe I'm the only one that will pop up. That is true, because I did Google you. You did? <laughs> yep, you're the only one. There's a lot of yeah, tattoos out there. That is true. The only one Yes, yeah, that's, that's definitely a God uh, moment. Um, I'd like to have you take the time to just, you know, we've got like uh, a little bit under three minutes left in the broadcast. Okay. And um, once again, I will quickly say go to Amazon.com. Um, and select categories, books, and you can type in uh, Devotion Cafe, and it will take you to her. And if you are prepared to make a, a tax uh, write-off donation to Devotion Cafe, Inc., go to Scent, the C-E-N-T, the number four, roses, R-O-S-E-S, at yahoo.com. And um, she will get you all the details to complete your transaction uh, to the ministry. And at this particular moment in time, we are going to pray for the listeners. And uh, we want to thank you once again for coming um, to be on the show and um, hope to have you back soon. 
Well, thank you, and I look forward to coming back. Father God, I just thank you for Patricia for having me here. It is such a delight and an honor. Anytime it, for me to come and give your word, Lord God, is always an honor, and I get so much joy out of that. And I just pray for every listener that was already here with us, Lord God, those who might not have been in the chat room, those that might not come by early, Lord God, that they will go and check out the website. They will check out the book because they can get a free peek inside of the book, Lord God. But above all, God, I pray that you get all glory because you're going to get it from me. But I pray that my testimony and the things that I have been through, that they will see it in the book, they will see it on the website, that they will want to support it. But, Father God, you already have in mind those who are going to support it. I know that. You have not talked about it. I give you praise and I give you glory. I thank you for this broadcast evening, and I, and I thank you that we meet again with Patricia and all the other guests that came by, and I got and I give you glory and honor and thank you for so many blessings that you have stowed upon me. I thank you for your grace and mercy in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 Alrighty, um, we have um, 30 seconds in the broadcast, and we want to thank those who have come by the chat room. We had Evangelist Bertha Scott in the chat room, Minister Desiree, and so we just want to appreciate the support that you show to our guest, Minister Desiree, and also want to tell you and thank you by the show as we um, revamp and come back up um, after a very long hiatus. Uh, we're hoping and praying that God will continue to use all of us in his great name. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.